Good morning. How's it going? What a sweet time in worship it was this morning. What's up, dude? Good to see you. I heard you back there. Bellowing. <laughs> it's the only word I can use to describe how glorious your voice is. Um, it is. We were singing at men's leadership. And somebody's like, Tim, who's Tim? I'm like, he like bellows and like, yo, he does. I'm like, I know. It's just like you, it's like you're at a concert and you're just like, the bass drum just hits you in the chest. That's what it's like when Tim sings. Um, welcome to River this morning. It's good to be here. It is good to be here. Uh, my name is Casey. My wife Allison's here. We got two kids. Uh, I think this might be one of the first Sundays in a long time that you weren't on stage. So she wasn't shredding it this morning uh, with an instrument. So it was a peaceful morning to get here. Normally, um, she's up there, and then I get the kids ready in the morning, and it's just total chaos. Yeah, does it, Paul? Keep telling me that. Keep telling me that, please. Yeah, it's like bigger kids, bigger problems. Um, ah, man. Um, all right, it's 11.10. Well, let's go quick. Let's go quick. <laughs> we don't even know the 12.30 sash, yo. The kids are making candy apples. And uh, let's go quick. I say that, and I'm like, every when I do a meeting at work, I'm like, all right, this should be like a 10-minute meeting. And then like 35 minutes later, I'm still talking. So I'm one of those guys, and people are like, ooh, gross. I like to rant. It's, people may know. I get caught in rants, and they go, uh, it's Casey Avon. I was just ranting one day on worship, and she was like, uh, are you done? And I was like, no, I'm not done. Just warm it up. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Lord, thank you for being with us. Thank you for being in us. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love and speaking to us. God, we want to just turn around and, and love on you and praise you and worship you. Open our eyes, the eyes of our heart to see this word. Open our hearts to receive what you have for us this morning. Give us ears to hear what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so do you guys know when the best time to plant grass is? Okay, we got some farmers. Farmers in the Dell. Yeah, it's the fall. So around this time of year, maybe, I don't know if it's too late. Listen, I'm not a great landscaper, or nor do I care to be. Uh, no offense, I'm just like, it's fun, but raking only gets so exciting, and planting trees and plants. My wife and I were just like, you know what? We'll just see what happens. It's like an overgrown bush, and we're like lighting it on fire. We're like, yeah, you know, that'll do it. And it's, you know, not up to code. But, um... <laughs> That's funny. It's not too far from the truth. Um, and so the fall is the time that you plant grass. And, uh, you know, it's all, fall is also the time that leaves fall. That's why they call it fall. Do you know that? Just kidding. I don't know why they call it fall. Probably because of that. Uh, but so I'm out a couple weeks ago. And, you know, a couple, we had a bunch of trees in our yard. And we cut them down a couple years ago. And we're like... We ground the stump. We had some guy. We didn't do it ourselves. Dear God. We didn't grind the stumps. Somebody ground the stumps for us, and we're trying to plant grass. We're trying to make our lawn great again. And it's like, you know, this, we're riding the struggle bus out here. And a few weeks ago, you know, it's been Acorn Central this year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're, if you don't park in a garage, you, I hope you had the dent insurance. Let's just put it that way, because people got, I got hit in the head. It's a terrible thing, acorns. So I'm like out there raking my yard, raking up acorns. And I'm just like, here we go, here we go. And I'm like, what is going on? My grass is a little soft. And I'm like raking, and I pull up a whole patch of grass that I had planted last year or the year before. And it just all comes up. And I'm just like, oh, 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 that's not what I wanted to happen. It's just like a very little thing. I'm just like, this is really making me mad. And so I rake the rest of my lawn, pulling up about half of my lawn. <laughs> I'm just like, this is not it. This is not what we need. And so it's the fall. So here we go. We're going to plant grass. And I'm just so mad. I'm like, why was it so easy to pull up? Why was this grass, why was it dying? Why was it, why, like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with you? And I'm just like, man, it's the grass. 
And uh, I bought some grass seed, and uh, my neighbor brought he pull, uh, brought down um, one of the spreaders. He's like, here you go. And he goes, huh, what happened to your lawn? And I go, it just came, just came up. And he's like, oh, you got grubs? And I was like, I don't know. Like, you think I know that, dude? So he goes and he pulls them out. He's like, oh, yeah, there they are, grubs. You know what they do? They eat the roots. They eat the roots. And so how many people have raked a lawn before? Majority of people have raked. Not anymore. There you go. It get, maybe it does get easier. There you go. Um, but, uh, but normally, when you rake your lawn, the grass stays there. I mean, here we go. We'll just we'll end in prayer right there. End in prayer right there. Lord, thank you for the service. But when the roots are dead, it comes up very easily. And this is the time of the year that we plant. We plant grass seed because it gets a growing season in now in preparation for what? Winter. There's a growing season now because it's going to be winter for like so long up here. And then spring will come. Paul Sontag, a few weeks ago, was talking about that. He's like, you know, the winter comes. It's sad when you can't get out of your house and nobody comes to visit. He's talking about living up in the woods somewhere in Hillsborough. But after the winter, spring comes. There's new life and there's new growth. And Lord, please let there be good grass at the spring. Like, that's just what I just don't want to keep doing this, please. But now I know what the problem is. And do you know why? You know, trees, flowers, plants, grass, they have roots. And I Googled. I was like, I wonder really what they're for. There's three functions and three purposes of roots. Scott Billings probably knows all of them. He probably wrote Encyclopedia Britannica that I looked at about it. He's like so excited. He's like, uh, do you know what the roots are there for? Number one, what? To soak up the water. Yes, because they pull water and nutrients out of the soil. They pull water and nutrients out of the soil, right? When it rains, you don't care that the water falls on like the flower petals. You want it to get into the ground. When you put miracle Grow, you don't just like chuck it on the stem. You don't like tape it to the stem. You don't throw it on the, the bulb or the flower head. You put it in the ground because that's where the nutrients are. So the roots pull water and nutrients out of there because that's what the plant, the grass, the tree, that's what the plant needs to live. Okay, number one. Number two. It anchors the plant. Hey, oh, you ever teach earth science? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is <clears throat> all right. The rest of the, the rest of this session will be by Julie Howard, everybody. No, just kidding. Um, it anchors the plant so that when you rake your grass, it doesn't get pulled up. And so that when, a tr when the wind blows, the tree doesn't topple over. These roots, there's a taproot, and there's a network of roots that keep it in the soil, yes, to pull everything out, but it firmly grounds it in the soil so that it does not move, right? You ever, like, pull a plant out, pull a, like a mini tree, you try to move a tree in your yard, and you're just like, keep digging? I've never done this, are you kidding me? But you just keep digging, I imagine that you keep digging, you're like, where does this thing end? You pull it up, and it's like, that is a giant root. But that's what it's there to do, to get the nutrients and the water deep down, but also to anchor it in place. Third, there's another one. As storage of water and nutrients for the winter. Hmm. Because, it, you know, the, the ground freezes. It doesn't really, it snows around these parts. Uh, it doesn't rain. And, you know, we're not sprinkling fertilizer. That's not, that's not happening. So for a period of time, while the plant, the visible plant, may die, it may wither, the, uh, the nutrients and the water are still being stored in the roots so that for a period of time, it will not die. And then in the spring, what happens? It will come to life. It will bloom again. And you'll have a great garden, hopefully. We'll have great lawns. 2024, <laughs> the year of great lawns. Water, to pull water and nutrients out of the ground, to anchor this plant, and to store, to be a storage of reserve food for a period of time. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about 
hopefully you're making a lot of analogies here about where we're going. But this is vital to, for us to understand in our spiritual walks with the Lord and in our life. This is vital for us to stand, to understand. Why is this vital? Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let me give you the call here in Ephesians chapter 4. Maybe we'll back up to verse 12 just to be like, well, we had the same thing. Because uh, it was on there. We were talking about it earlier. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, so this part of Ephesians, Paul is writing to this church. And he's saying, listen, God gave these gifts of people, of apostles, pastors, to build up the body. Why were they given? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building of the body of Christ, until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. They, we've been given these offices, these gifts of people, so that we could grow up in Christ. And in verse 14, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the, for the building up of itself in love. We're called to be mature. We're called to grow up. We're called to increase and become a body... Yes, you individually. Yes, you individually. You need roots in Christ because you are called to bloom and to flourish and to bear fruit where you're planted. But you're, we're also called as a body to do that as well. And if we and you are like the grass in my yard, how easily... We're blown around by doctrine and trickery of men and lies from the enemy because we can't pull nutrients from where we're planted. We can't pull nutrients from the soil of Christ in our life. We blow around where the wind goes and we don't want to be, you know, it'd be nice if it was a dandelion that would just blow away, but those suckers got the meanest roots. They grow in like concrete. Like what is that? How do they do that? But we don't want to be easily uprooted, easily put in this direction, having to go through a season of winter without having a proper root system in place so that we can be fed regardless is if the sun shines, regardless if it rains, regardless if it's 80 degrees. How are you fed in those times? Listen to this. Colossians chapter 2. Not going to give you the answer yet. Maybe I don't even know. Hopefully it's in my notes. Uh, I don't have this one, Kathy. Sorry. Uh, 2 chapter 6. It came up right before. I'm sorry. Uh, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. We've been planted. We've been rooted. When we receive Christ, when our hearts are opened, when we become alive, the wages of sin is death. But when we see Christ for who he truly is and we become alive, we are planted in this garden where God has put us and he has made us alive. This, he is the greatest gardener. That's where he first made Adam. He, cre he was in the garden, and he created Adam out of the dirt in the ground, and he put him in there to have a job. After Jesus was resurrected, before Mary recognized him, do you know who Mary thought Jesus was? The gardener. Fascinating. He's a gardener. And so there are great analogies about the, the church being a body that's important, but I want to think about us and this, this body, this church, as a plant that needs to be firmly rooted in Christ so that no matter what happens, we are able to pull, we are either pull from reserves or we are able to get water and get nutrients from the one who made it all. 
from the King of kings and from the Lord of lords. Amen? So we're called to be, we're called to be mature. We're called to grow up. We're in different seasons of this. We're all in different seasons. We're in different parts. We have different things going on. We've had, you know, different consistency in our devotions. We are whatever. But the call is there to grow up. Now, we're also called to be children. I would challenge you to reconcile this in your own hearts. Jesus says uh, in Matthew chapter 18, ironically, the greatest chapter ever known to man. Matthew 18, the beginning, the disciples were talking. He's like, hey, they're like, hey, who's the greatest in the kingdom? And he's like, you guys, unless you come to me as children, you're never going to get it. And so we're called to be children, but we're called to grow up. So this, this, this part of understanding that God is our father and he's got us, yes, we're never going to lose that. I'm not saying that, you know, Paul is writing to us and he's saying, forget it. You're, you don't, you got to move out of the house of God and you got to grow up and get a job and all this other stuff. Like, that's not what he's saying. We need to spiritually become more mature so that we can weather storms so that regardless of what happens out there in here in your life, you fall back on your root system, okay? Now, you might be doing great. I might be doing great. The guy next to you might be doing great. The girl next to you might be doing great. And I don't know. Yes, listen, I was gonna go in a different direction and then yesterday afternoon, I was like, that's annoying. You know, you get a thought and you just like can't let it go. You're like, that must be, we're just gonna do it. That's what we're gonna do, we're gonna do it. So, like I hope this speaks to somebody and I hope we have a couple things that we can take away from this so that we understand, we understand that this is important. But now when we get out, like, listen, we have so many great experiences in this building on a Sunday morning. But on Monday morning, on Tuesday morning, on Wednesday morning, we, we're not, we don't have the sound system. We don't have the great sound guy. We don't have the great lyrics up. We don't have the great musicians and the great singers. What do we have? You have the roots that have been, you, where you've been planted, that have grown so deep. Now, this is, could be a challenge because we're called to be mature. We're called to have all this. This is very important. And you could be like, okay, now, if you're like me, a red-blooded American man, you're like, what do I got to do to get some of these roots? And it's like, okay, well, how does a plants, or how does grass get roots? You just chuck some seed on the ground and you hope for the best. Now, there's probably a better method, but that's my method. You chuck some seed out there and you hope for the best. That's probably my problem. You got to water it. Exactly. So, so ironically, what's that? Got to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't let your neighbors walk around it. These kids come over my house or my son, my kids, and they just run around. They're just running around on these dirt patches. I'm like, we're trying to grow grass. That's not it. It's not in the, did you read the book? Just don't know how it works. They're like, what do you got to do? I don't know. But we turn to 1 Corinthians, where Paul is discussing, you know, there's some divisions in the church, and he's correcting them, and he's like, listen, you guys. Um, he was there. He preached the gospel. He baptized, I think, one person or one family. This guy, Apollos, comes in, and he's doing some teaching, and he's ministering to these people, and he's there. And these people are like, oh, I heard from Paul. Paul's my guy. Somebody's like, I heard from Apollos. Apollos is my guy. And they're like, oh, well, well we're going to do what Paul says. We're going to do what Apollo says. And Paul's like, I am not with you. And when I'm with you, I might be a little bit more timid. But in this letter, I'm going to punch you in the face. And so he says, where do we sit? Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. What did I give you? 1 through 9. Here we go. Let's read this. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ, you're still little kids. It's been how long? And you're still little kids, infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food. I fed you based on what you could handle. But I, and I gave you milk and not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. You can't drink, you can't eat the meat. You can't eat the things that are going to nourish you like I'm a, like, li, listen, I can't live off milk. I got to have some steaks. I got to have some, you know, I got to eat something that's going to fill me up because I'm 34 years old and I'm not, how old's your kid? Look, one, one, I'm sitting up here. 
so cute. I'm not a one, I was looking at him. I'm like, you probably love, you know, those little pouches and milk and you're good to go. Gummies, I don't even know if we can eat gummies yet. Gummy snacks, whatever, for the day and you're good to go. And I'd be like, ah, I could never do that because I'm 34 and I would have to eat so many gummy bears to get filled. So you gotta grow up in Christ too because if we're still talking about basic things, they're important. You never you never leave the foundation. The gospel is foundational in your life and it applies to every single area. And there's more to the spiritual life than the milk that Paul was given them that only some of us can receive because we haven't grown up. And our roots need to be developed a little bit. And indeed, keep going, indeed, now even you are not yet able, you are still fleshly, You're still doing things of the flesh. For since there's jealousy and strife, works of the flesh, you, uh, are you not fleshly? And are you not walking like mere men? You're walking like flesh and blood, not like the spiritual being that you were created to be. For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believe. They're just dudes. Even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. Listen, listen to this. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now, when, now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. labor for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. There it is. He's a field. This is a garden but it's also a body. It's a building. We're being built up as living stones, but we're also a field. We're also planted in Christ. And so the things that we need to do in order to get some roots, it's not, you can't go buy to the store. You can't say, oh Lord, I pray for uh, the roots and now I get the roots. And you're like, oh, got them. Like name it and claim it type things. These are things that are developed. How? By planting, by watering, consistent over time, regardless of the fruit that it bears you. Where did he say, and now you're a great flower that I planted. You're the tallest, mightiest tree in the jungle. No, he didn't say that. He said, I planted in Apollo's water, but God caused the growth. Where do plants grow first? See, <clears throat> we want to be mature and we want to grow up. If you want to grow up, you first need to grow down. Put that on a bumper sticker. You need to think about growing down. The dirt is gross and ugly and dirty and messy, and it gets tracked around your house, and you're like, I don't want this. But when we spend time in that dirt, that's where we first need to grow and grow down because it has longer, long-term ramifications on how it will benefit us because it will be an anchor so we can stay planted. It will, be, it will allow us to pull water and nutrients out of it, and it will be a, uh, a place of storage when we go through seasons where we're not seeing the sun as we think we ought, where we're not getting the rain that we think we ought. We can still be fed and survive and live through them because somebody planted, somebody watered, and God caused the growth. We need to grow down. Now, you're all great. I'm not mad. I'm yelling at myself because I'm like, you know what? I need to do this too. I'm like, I hate, I, sometimes I'm like, why am I up here? Because I'm like, I read this and I'm like, I need to do this too. I need to do this too. I need to continue to grow down. You know, you look past, I, I was thinking, you know, the last 10 years of my life, the things that I have done have put me in the place where I am today, right? Like, you, you know, 10 years ago, I was reading. 10 years ago, I was reading the Bible. I was studying these things, and that's how I can be here today. Now, this isn't to toot my own horn. All I'm saying is that it takes a long time sometimes. But now, think about this. Listen, this is not a prophecy in any way, shape, or form, but, you know, the things that were planted last year are able to survive winter 2023, 2024. Now, let me ask you a question. In 10 years, do you think there could possibly potentially be a season in your life, 
sometime between now and forever, while you're here, that there is a winter, spiritual winter in your life where there's a drought, where there's, uh, you're just not sure why things are going like this. You don't know what to do. It's a little chaos. You're like, ah, I'm not getting fed. Do you think that's a potential where you're like, I don't know, I can't feel the Lord? What are you doing now to prepare? Because when that happens and you go, oh, eh, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to go play video games. You miss the opportunity now and you buried your head in the sand like an ostrich instead of digging into the soil and being able to pull up the nutrients, pulling from the reserves so that you could continue forth through that winter. And I don't know the season of your life, but all I'm saying is that it is wise to grow down and it is wise to grow very deep roots because it will keep you planted, it will allow you to stay fed, and it will, allow you, it will feed you in this time and it will allow you to stay fed if you think you're not getting fed. And it will get you through the dry times. The dry times or the winters, exactly. Yeah, it's, you know, there weren't too many winters in the Middle East uh, where most of the Bible took place. But if you, we could, you know, do a whole, you know, the wilderness is the wilderness. There's a great theme in the Bible of the wilderness. The Arctic tundra, you know, where there's no living plants, I, you could consider that a wilderness as well. We happen to be in New England. So this year was a rainy summer. Sometimes it's an incredibly dry summer. It's very arid and sometimes it is a dry season and it's like a desert here. And sometimes, and, but regardless, you know that winter's coming. So, 11.35, yes, okay, let's wrap up, let's go, let's go quick, we're going quick. Um, we want to bear fruit. I think that's a, maybe, I hope you want to bear fruit. You know, there are fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, all the rest of them. I only know the first four or five. Uh, so, you know, I know. But we want to bear fruit. We want to be strong trees because then our fruit we can provide for others. Right? Sometimes, you know, it's very easy to be selfish and say, like, we, there's a season when we're like that, when we need to grow our roots down, where we need to focus internally, where we need to do those types. Of, we need to have somebody pouring in. We need to have all that. But in the long term, our church and our life and as a as spiritual life, should be bearing fruit. We should be creating disciples. We should be providing for, we should be praying for and providing for orphans, widows, the homeless, people who can't do those things themselves. And spiritually too, you know, we want to have more love. How many people are, how many people could, you know, wish they would display love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, all together now. We all live. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but how many people could use more of that? Okay, great. And you know, there's, there's a great principle I think we could see uh, in, in scriptures, but even if, like, you don't get those things by chasing after those things. Okay? Like, you don't get more love by being like, you know what, today? I'm just going to be more loving. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to love my brother. This is the, you, you love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. I'm just going to, oh, I'm going to do it today. Let's go. But a plant that bears those fruits does what first? Flowers, and even before that, grows deep roots. Because the fruit is actually the product of the life of the plant that is unseen. Okay? It's the things that happen where we're not around. This is great. But what's going on in your car? What's going on in your relationships? What's going on at your work? What's going on in the places where it's unseen? What's going on in your mind? What's going on in your heart? And it's not, to, this is not, I hope you don't feel condemned. I hope you feel maybe convicted or there's a spotlight on something where you can say, oh yeah, you know what? Let me give you an example. If me and Allison are talking 
and it's like the fourth time I've explained something. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's funny. It's not funny. This is a hy total hypothetical. Everything she does is great. But I'm like, this is, and she's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, I know. But there's, if I'm like, oh, I'm being patient. I'm like, no, let me just try and explain this again. And you go, oh, and I'm like, no, well, you know what? That's okay. We have a different perspective. Let me just try and it, show you it like this. Let me give you another analogy. In this conversation, I'm, you know, exhibiting patience. But inside, I'm like, nobody's making it through the night. <laughs> Cleo, that was a little extreme of a laugh. But you're just like, so like, why can't you get it? I am going to punch so many holes in this wall. And you're just like so upset internally, but externally, you're exuding patience. Yes, there's a great deed of self-control, but your heart is not bearing that fruit. That is a fruit of the Spirit. And when that stuff happens, I, I got so many examples. I got two and a half hours of examples. Number two, no. But that's right. So it, you need to figure out this, exactly, you know, the uh, compartment, whatever. Man, women's brains are like spaghetti. Men's brains are like mashed potatoes. No, I'm just kidding. It's like waffles. Yeah, yeah, waffles. That's right. You can get the DVD online. Um, Gary, uh, whatever his name is. Mark Gunger, Mark Gunger. Uh, so my point is, though, is that when that happens and you're like, oh, I'm showing patience, but you're not, in your heart of hearts, you're not patient, take that as a sign to reconsider or to consider what, am I, what do I need to get from the source so that I could bear this fruit in my life? And it's, dude, it's really hard. It's really easy to fake it in this life. It's really easy to put nice pictures on Instagram and be like, oh yeah, blah, 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 like everything is great. And so many people are like, oh, I'm gonna do that. And you're like, why do my pictures never turn out like that? It's because there, there's a lot of things that go into that. But you don't get that, those, that peace and that joy by chasing after peace and joy. You get those things by pursuing Christ. You get those things by saying, I need more of you. I need more nutrients. I need to go to the source. I need life. I need these things. And there's times in your life where it gets revealed and you get chopped down like a little flower and you go, oh, I'm dead. But you're not dead because you have roots. God prunes and he allows for a season of drought, a season of uh, winter, a season of desolation, a season of whatever sometimes because He's showing you where you're at. Where are your roots? Are you firmly planted? Are you able to pull from me? Are you turning to me? When this happens, do you go to other things? Do you forget about me? Or do you use the reserves that are in your spirit? Do you remember? Do you remember the verses that you memorized? Like, oh, I memorized all these things when I was a kid. Pull from those things. They're still true. Pull from the promises of God. They're still true. Continue to be around the body. We're not perfect, but we still pull from Christ. We, he is our foundation. He is where we're firmly rooted in him, and we want to go deeper. We want to be able to pull more from him. We want to know him more because we want to bear more fruit because he's called us to do such. And so we don't do these things to look great or whatever out of vanity, and we want gifts, we want fruit, but we need to prioritize growing down instead of growing up because the roots will hold us through the storms. They'll feed us in the winter. And so we just don't want to, you don't want to look like my grass. And so what are, let me ask you guys, we'll wrap up here. I have a couple things. What are some ways, what are some things that you could do to water so that God may give the growth? Anybody have any ideas about some things that you could do that would be a, a catalyst, move you in the right direction to grow deeper roots in Christ? Worship, yes. Praise and worship. Turn to him, call out to him. You know, God loves praise but you know what's so great about praise is that it reminds us of who he is and it keeps our focus on who he is. And it's not just, it's, we proclaim that externally so that the world may know who our God is and how great our God is. 
But we also proclaim those things so that we remind our souls how great he is. Lord, you are good. You are great. Lord, you rescued. How many times in this? Your, your mighty hand and your outstretched arm. You rescued Israel out of Egypt. You rescued your people. The, uh, your eye is on the sparrow. All of these things. There's no, nothing that goes unseen by you. You love us. You sent us your only son. You are loving. You are kind. You are glorious. You are all powerful. The sun and the stars and the moon and the entire universe was created by you. And we go, ah, I, whatever. I don't even know what pales in comparison to that. This creator of the universe has got you. So we praise him and we worship him. And our roots grow deep because we remember the things, we remember who he is. And because we can pull from who he is and because no matter what happens, who he is doesn't change. He is for us. What else? Start the day in the morning. Start the morning with prayer, especially for your wife. With, for your wife. With your wife. For your wife, with your wife, for your husband. With your husband. Whatever. Prepositions. Um, prayer. Yes. Prayer is so key. Prayer, a lot of times, you know, Chris did the last couple weeks on prayer, and it starts with praise, and we have repentance and ask and yield or yourself or whatever. But part of this is you are praying, like we're saying that we're praising God and all these things. Sometimes it's one direction. A lot of times, Lord, oh, you're so good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, here's my needs. Here's what I got. And he loves approach the throne with thanksgiving and supplication. Like he wants to know the things that we need. He wants us to do that. But it's also a two-way street. God speaks. We serve a living God. And nothing he tells you will ever contradict his word. But at the same time, I believe that in prayer, you get answers. Sometimes your heart changes, which is vital. It is vital. But sometimes it's, Lord, what is going on? And he just says to you, trust relax. Uh, go over here and talk to this person. You got a picture of this? You're going to see this person today. So, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes that happens. Andrew was talking, not on the microphone half the time, but I watched the message on YouTube a couple weeks ago, and you were saying prayer is just, it, you're trying to get more into praying just to spend time with him, just to be like, just to cultivate this relationship. Just to be like, Lord, this is so good, and all of these things. And you're, little do you know that just being, spending that time together with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we're watering, and our roots are growing deeper. And day one, listen, there's a lot of grass seed just chilling in dirt on my lawn. And it really irritates me, because I'm like, can't you go quicker? Can't you just be nice and green? The Kentucky bluegrass. I don't actually know what I planted. That's the only type of grass that I know. But anyway, can't you just come up now and we can have a party and it'll be great? And it's like, no. It takes a little bit of time for that to start to grow. But we do these things. We pray so that we can be watered so that the roots can grow deep. All right, what else? Hold on. Wait, your hand was raised. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> Yes, it does. That's why you want to water your grass once a day, not twice a day, because then the water goes deeper, so then the roots have to chase it to keep going down and down and down. Great analogy. Yes, the dry times are for your benefit. They hurt, but the dry times when you don't think you're getting enough water forces you to return to the source and not blame the elements. Did you want the mic? Yeah. I was thinking about the, um, the dandelions, right? Well, because well, it's not that bad, guys. <laughs> the dandelion, <laughs> but they're determined, right? They're they're gonna they're gonna find that water no matter no matter what they need to do, right? Um, and I, my old man was a landscaper for a very long time, and Scott might remember. But um, when you put grass seed down, that what you used to do is you had this big barrel and you would roll it over the grass seed, right? Because what does that do? Firm contact. 
right? It stays in firm contact with the soil where it gets all its nutrients so it can grow, right? Nothing likes to be squished like that, but you have to allow, you have to make room, right? So I asked Kathy to pull an image real quick. You guys remember this, right? Well, I don't know if you remember it, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Right? So obviously here's God, right? And here's Adam. Look at this bum, right? He's like, eh, meet, meet me. Meet me where I'm at. And God is like putting all the effort in. God is the determined one. Or Adam is just like, I don't really have any roots. He looks amazing, superficial, right? On the outside. But what happens? You know, he fell because there's no roots because he wasn't putting in the work. So we got to put in the work. We need to be in firm contact. So... You know, you mentioned all these things, you know, prayer and, and spending time with your wife and worship. Baptism is an outward expression of an internal change, right? I want to be a different person, but my flesh, I I'm, I'm, make decisions in my flesh. So baptism, fasting, it, we don't like it because it, it's squishy, right? We don't like being squished, but that's how we get put in firm contact. Don't be like that guy. Well, you know what I'm talking about. But. <laughs> effort. It takes effort. Be determined like a dandelion. <laughs> and put some pants on. Um, oh, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Illegal. Um, <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. Um, yes, baptism. That's a good word. What else? Yes. More important than what I think of, but I think you've got to be comfortable challenging yourself in, in our positioning. So I'm going to challenge you. You came up and you were visibly angry about your lawn, right? Your heart wasn't right. And what you look at was your neighbor teaching you about the grubs that you did not know about. That's right. Right? So your anger is, I want this to do what I want it to do. But God is already ahead of you going, I'm going to teach you the right way to grow a lawn. Because of this, it's not that the lawn's not growing. It's that you're trying to will the lawn to grow. And that's not your will. That's his will. Right? So don't be mad that you're not seeing the fruit that you desire. Look at the fruit that God's giving you in it. Right, Amen. which is the fruit that you're learning, not only to how to teach us about the roots. That's the most important thing. It's that he already knew he was going to teach you through the whole process, and that's the blessing. God had your neighbor there go. You would never have good grass. Right? You will never have good grass unless you get rid of that grub. Right. Right. You're totally right. That's yeah. a good word. Thank you. It's really interesting because this neighbor has helped. Yeah, he's helped every year for the last three years, and I blow it every year. And it's like, when are you going, listen, when are you going to listen to a source of truth instead of letting it grow and die? Oh, you look good for a period of time, but underneath you're getting eaten and you, you can't, you're not getting proper nutrients. One of the things I had was be in community. Challenge each other, be in community. That is huge. No one person has all authority on the truth. It is communal. We see things from different angles. And Christ is everything. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But how I know him and who he is and what he's done in me is different than you. And we need each other. We need to remind each other, this is what God is doing. This is what God has done. Yes, and he's also done this. Wow, I need more of that. Be in community. That's important. Read the word. I got two things here, three things here, four, five, six, seven, eight things here. No, just kidding. Read the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. It is alive and active. Challenge you, if there's a struggle here, you know, you can listen to the Bible. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Um, read books about the Bible in addition. There's a lot of things in there I, I there's a lot of idioms. There's a lot of parables. Read books about parables. Read how other people are explaining things. You can learn a lot from that. 
You don't need to take everything, so you need to be wise. It would be wise to do it maybe in a group. Get some good sources, but there's a lot in there, and sometimes you read a passage and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Well, there are commentaries. There are people who are dead, and probably some who are still living, and they still do this, I guess, who write commentaries about passages or, write about, or read about themes in the Bible. Some books are way off one end. Some books are very good. Read about the Bible. Read about Christ. Understand these types of things, because we try and do this on a Sunday morning, but you know, in 30 or 40 minutes, we can't get to everything. How is your study? I challenge you. Ask yourself, how much time do I spend on social media? How much time do I spend reading about the Patriots? How much time do I spend on other things that don't matter, playing video games versus reading the word? It doesn't have to, I don't know if it has to be equal, but just ask yourself where your priorities are. For me, I'm like, snap, that's not good. I got to fix some things here. So be in community, read, yes. Last one and let's pray. Yeah. 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 And I feel like if we don't identify the grubs in our life, we're never going to grow either. Yep. Yeah. And so you need to look at like how to eradicate the grubs so that you can actually grow. So I feel like there's that other side of it too. Totally. Yeah. Yes. That's you can't. I just can't plant grass seed. I had to put the stuff down to kill the grubs so that I could solve the real problem and so that there could be grass that grows, takes root, and grows. Yes. Sorry, I lied one more. Sorry. Um, so you, you didn't see the grubs, but it was your neighbor that said... Oh, he had to pull up a patch of grass and said, so there he, you go. He's pointing it out, so he's seeing from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So that's good. There you go. Listen, maybe your mom was right. Your mom and your dad... I don't know, your dad... I was tilling the garden one year with your dad, and he's like, there's a lot of spiritual principles you can glean from gardening. And I was like, okay, like planting and sowing and reaping. And he's like, yeah, and some other stuff. And then your mom plants trees for stuff. Be teachable. Yes. Oh, the last one on my list. Humble. Be humble. Be humble. Ask for forgiveness. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know. Come to the table with your gifts, but also be teachable. Be humble. There's a woman, she was a sinner, and Jesus was in the house of Simon the Pharisee, and he was just reclining at the table, and this woman comes in, and she anoints his head with oil, and she washes his feet with her tears and her hair. And Jesus is like, Simon, this woman, I came to your house, and you greeted me with no kiss, and she hasn't stopped kissing my feet. You didn't give me any water to wash my feet, but she has continu- she's been washing my feet. You gave me no oil for my head, and she anointed my head. Right before that, he goes, who do you think loves more? Somebody who owes, uh, a man had owed 500 denarii in debt, and another man owed 50. And a master forgave both of them. Who do you think loves the master more? Simon goes, the Pharisee goes, oh, I guess the guy who was forgiven more. He goes, rightly so. You have judged rightly. When we have been, when we understand we have been forgiven much and we humble ourselves, we come boldly, boldly to the throne of grace, but we humble ourselves at the foot of the cross where his love ran red for us. And we understand that our entire being is dependent on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we say, we need more of you. And I'm going to not grow up and look great. I'm going to grow down and pray that you make me great. But even if you do not, even if this is a perpetual season, I have my God. I am in him and he is in me. And I have everything I need regardless of the plant that I turn out to be. Should we pray? Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for so much wisdom in this body. Thank you for um, just showing us who you are and calling us, and giving us direction. Father, I pray that you would help us grow down. Show us what we can do for the seeds that have been planted in our hearts. How can they be watered? How can we participate in that? Show us a friend who we can help 
in that area. Show us friends who we can ask for help in these areas. Who can water our souls? In our quiet time, Lord, help us to do that ourselves. But as a community, let us help each other in that. Father, we ask for deep roots so that we would be anchored in you, so that we would be able to be nourished by you, and so that no matter in any season of drought or wilderness or winter, we would be able to lean on the things which we have seen and known about you, that we would grow up and bear great fruit for you. Does anybody have anything they'd like to pray? I'll remember to talk to you continually, daily, no matter what we're doing, to just talk to you the same way we talk to our um, same way we talk to our spouse, our family members, Lord. I, I know for me, I, I just, I'm always talking to you. Unfortunately, a lot of times I'm always asking for stuff, but not always material things, but you're, you're just the friend that stands with us closer than a brother, and we love you. Lord, and as we heard your word today, we pray for each other. We pray for our families, our children, that your word would be part of our daily routine. Dear God, that, as my brother said, we would examine our habits, the things that we enjoy, and begin to evaluate where and what we should be doing to grow deeper in you. Lord, and I pray that today that each one of us will take this message down deep, that our roots would grow stronger and deeper. And that when there comes a time that a brother or sister is in need, that we will be there to help them understand, to share the, the, the information and the knowledge that you have granted, and that it could bring lift them up, Lord, lift them up, that they could be that, that flower, that beauty that only you can bring forth. Thank you, Lord, for your word, for your love, for your forgiveness. Help each and every one of us be that forgiving child because, Lord, that's what you've called for in your own prayer. So, precious God, we commit ourselves to you this day. Have your way. Help us break down every wall that separates us from you, that we would reach out and urgently seek to hear your voice. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's wrap there. Um, have a good week, everybody. Don't forget, grab your kids and uh, have a great week. Be blessed. See you next Sunday or before or after or on that day. <laughs> Shut it up.